Vincent A. Lancey here, and it's time for another episode of A Mental Health Break. I connected with this guest on LinkedIn and am grateful she reached out after hearing a friend and earlier guest, Sparkle's episode. As we welcome June, I also want to share some amazing news. Over the past month, I have been searching for the right sponsor to partner up with, one that makes sense for this show, and I am excited to announce that Tampa Counseling and Wellness will be bringing you each episode from June, July, and the month of August. They are dedicated to helping individuals looking to positively transform their lives through compassionate counseling and wellness coaching. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues, call them today for a free consultation. Tampa Counseling and Wellness, therapy that inspires change. You could find their phone number and website in the episode description. And for those of you new to the show, each week on this platform, I have the opportunity to interview a new mental health advocate or professional from across the country and around the globe to share their story relating to mental health. Everyone deserves to be validated, contribute, and have opportunities to succeed. This week's guest is a disability navigator, mental health mentor, Air Force veteran, and Mayhem live streamer. I've actually had the opportunity to be a guest on one of her live streams, and you can check out that show on my website in the feature section or at her site, and you'll find that at the end of the episode. She supports breaking stigmas, accessibility, diversification, and inclusion in our communities, and she has a firsthand mental health testimonial ready to be delivered, so allow me to now bring her on, DJ Durante, DJ Thank you for joining the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vincent. I appreciate the time and the invitation. This is it's fantastic. Going to be, absolutely. It's going to be a great episode ahead. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and sharing part of your story before we dive in and get going while also touching on your role relating to mental health? Absolutely. It might take a minute. But uh, I just remember as a younger person uh, in high school, I really came across a psychology class that I was really passionate about and I knew I wanted to pursue psychology. I was very intrigued by the human mind and emotion and why people think the way they think or why they act the way they act. Uh, and then from there, I joined the military in hopes of going to school. I wanted to go to college to get my bachelor's in psychology. So I did that. Uh, joined the U.S. Air Force. So that's my, uh, that's my service. And then after that, I started working in social services. I started working in a group home with uh, individuals with intellectual disabilities. And then I just kind of been working in that field the last 20 or so years. It's been wonderful just working with all different kinds of mental health populations, um, people you know from very vulnerable populations that need services, need assistance, have the most barriers when it comes to being able to access services and access support and access what they need to continue to move forward and have a better quality of life. So that's a little bit of just my professional background. Um, I also have my own mental health issues, of course, that um, I have to overcome just, I think, just like just everyone else. So 
Um, and it's something that I, I'm proud of. I love to advocate for mental health. It's something that I've always been passionate about. Um, it's actually interesting that how I, I didn't realize really where that spark came from, but um, we might touch on it here in the interview in a little bit. I think we definitely will. And thank you for your honesty and your courage to come on this platform and share your story. You mentioned military. A, thank you for your service. And B, where are you streaming from right now? And were you always working there? You mentioned 20 years in the industry. Were you all around? I know in military, sometimes you're traveling. So share with our listeners. Well, I served four years in the Air Force. Then after that, I spent most of my 20 years just social services working with community. So I served my country and now I serve my community. Love to serve my individuals. It's just been a great passion of mine uh, to serve people. Where are you streaming from today? I'm in Florida. Were you always in Florida while you were working? Yes. For the most part, yeah, I'm a Floridian and this is my community. Well, I look forward to seeing a fellow Floridian add some value to my listeners and give them some tips to improve their mental health. But many would agree that the more common or at least spoken about types of mental health disparities are mood disorders, schizophrenia disorders, anxiety disorders. Which areas did you experience the most personally? And then we can look at professionally after. Sure. So for me, I really come from an area of anxiety, high anxiety, um, and just really uh, always feeling like overwhelming fear and anxiousness. I know that's kind of common. So, um, you know, I'm not not embarrassed to why would I be embarrassed? I want to advocate for it. I want people to know it's OK. I've been through all kinds of, you know, other things. And I, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Right. But you know that you've been through some stuff. And you know that there's probably other people going through it, too. Great point right there. There's probably other people going through it. I could tell that you're passionate about getting your message out there. But please continue. Oh, no, absolutely. And I just think like mood disorders are very common, like the emotional, the moods. I don't know so much about personality disorders. I think that that's a little bit more um, out of my wheelhouse to talk about. But in my general work, mm-hmm. I've worked with people with cognitive or intellectual disabilities, as well as mental health issues, right, such as depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, um, bipolar, just other types of mental health diagnoses, as well as uh, just, there's all kinds of uh, mm-hmm. um, definitions for, for disabilities. So not only mental health, but also like disabilities, which could be like medical disabilities that still, you know, then can kind of get someone to that mental health state where they are depressed. Right. And we know that 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 those go hand in hand. Let's put I it think that a way. Physical ailment can certainly lead to a negative mental health. I mean, you're in your head a lot more and things aren't going well. So it's natural to feel a little upset. But I do want to mm-hmm. touch on this while it's here. It's mm-hmm. okay to have a bad day. Everyone listening on, it's okay oh, yeah. to be sad. And there's deaths in the family, friends. There's bad things in life. You can get fired. But there's a difference between being depressed and having a bad day. So please continue Absolutely. to pay attention to this conversation because DJ is here to help. But looking back, I want to go a little timeline with you, DJ. When did you first decide that a career relating to mental health was the perfect choice for you? Oh, I knew that instantly when I was young. Uh, I've always been an empath, just very um, drawn to people and their spirits and their souls. I knew that I, that's where I belonged, was working with the general like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I joined the military, I worked on machinery. I worked on airplanes. And that there's, there's just something 
that wasn't as fulfilling. So as soon as I got out, I knew I wanted to go back to helping and working and assisting and serving people. So that's kind of like where I landed. And I just, I've known all along, I haven't looked back. I've never had any doubt about what I do or what I love to do. It's just been just a natural calling for me to be available, to show compassion, to be able to offer any strength or light to someone who needs it. For me, I really believe that we're energetic beings. So my energy can help you and your energy can help me. And it doesn't have to be uh, from a medical model. I try, I try not to work in the medical space. That can be very scientific and and I know that it's important. I'm not saying that pharmaceuticals and right. the medical treatments are not important. But for me and my approach, when I work with individuals, it's always more like whole person, mm-hmm. natural, uh, focusing on the self, focusing on your strengths. I talk about strength-based approach, just knowing what you're good at, despite the mental um, disabilities mm-hmm. or the mental health issues or the physical barriers or the environmental, social so just focusing on yourself and, and knowing what's what's going to make you better and give you strength to move forward. So I really enjoy working with those individuals to helping them find their strength, helping them find their value, despite what's going on in here in the head. Right. The, the stuff that kind of holds us down like a chain, a ball and chain. All around amazing answer. You mentioned something as well that you decided to do what you were passionate about. That's the career you went for. Would you find that in your experiences? doing things that you were passionate about, things you enjoy, improve your mental health? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that just goes right back to knowing who you are, uh, being comfortable with who you are. And even though society puts stigmas and stereotypes and barriers in front of you, um, it's hard not to look at what's outside. But sometimes if you can just focus on what's inside, that's probably a safer space at this point. And and that's unfortunate, right? So we're trying to create an external environmental safe space. And I think these conversations push that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the more that we have these conversations and the more we have these um, open invitations for people to connect and say, hey, if this resonates with you or if anything, please contact us. We don't want anyone to get lost. We don't want anyone to feel like they weren't valued or heard when they were going through that. We don't want, and I personally don't want anyone to feel like that they need to be judged based on that. If anything, I have more compassion. And that's something I always talk about personally on my show is that compassion, um, expressing compassion. And another thing is acceptance. Like not only do we have to have awareness, yeah, awareness is great, but we need to also encourage people for acceptance on these things. That's like the second peace. We always talk about awareness, but what about the acceptance? Such a rock star answer. I really appreciate your thoroughness and all of these responses. You have a lot to offer because of all the positions you've had and your personal experiences traveling. But through it all, if you could pick two, and I say just two, because I want your most important answers here, DJ, I'd like to ask you for your two most important pieces of advice that our listeners can take on to improve their daily or short-term basis. And then also the long-term basis, you could start with whichever you like. Well, I think I'll just reiterate something we touched on was the strength-based, turning inward, really focusing on yourself and what you're good at. You, only you know yourself best. And if you can take ownership of that and really highlight that, 
that's going to give you strength and that's going to give you a little bit more confidence to keep going. Aside from that, support, support systems, I Let's think. Let's talk are about like, that a bit more because I very much agree. Right. I find myself always talking about that almost on every show, despite whether we're talking about PTSD or if we're talking about autism or if we're talking about neurodivergency or if we're talking about um, sexual abuse, whatever it is that we're talking about, the support system is always a critical piece. So really just kind of realizing who's around you and how they're impacting you. Mm -hmm. if, If there's things that you can do to change a little bit of your environmental stressors to alleviate uh, that's something also to consider. I know sometimes that's not always possible. You can only mm-hmm. do what you can, but it's something that finding the right support systems will also provide um, a safer space to keep going and not give up. Absolutely. After my traumatic brain injury, I described it as my Tampa family, the support system that was with me right there. I couldn't have gotten better really at all without their help. Very much agree with that. But let's look into the future here. You've been talking about the podcast a little bit. What are some other things you're doing to raise awareness for the importance of mental health? Oh, that's a good one. Well, right now I'm trying to, I'm so I'm newer to the entrepreneur space. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a business owner yet, even though I'm kind of like tipping the line, but I do have some goals. I do have some ideas of what I would like to do moving forward. Um, I don't like to think too long-term and I guess this is where my my brain starts to split and I have two roads I'd like to walk down with you. But um, for personally, I would love to produce, continue to produce, to bring awareness to mental health, nonprofits, charities, fundraisers for organizations that are actively providing treatment, actively providing research to this space, right? So if I could do that in the future, that would be fantastic. Um, but the other thing I wanted to touch on was going back to the support systems. And that really is so important. I find that, um, I guess I'll just, something that I want, since you've talked about traumatic brain injury, I think that I realized actually just recently when I was doing some self-exploration and I was trying to figure out, well, why what's the why, right? We always hear people on their podcasts and their episodes and their live streams talking about the why, figure out the why, the why, the why. Now I know that I want to work with people and I knew that, but I didn't know the why. And the why was when I was young, when I was, I was raised by my dad, I'm a dad's girl. Um, and I wasn't very close to my mother. So there's some stuff going on there, mm-hmm. but when I was in seventh grade, my dad was in a really tragic car accident and the guy he was with passed away, unfortunately. And my dad was a traumatic brain injury, um, suffered from a traumatic brain injury. And I didn't really realize that that accident is really what spiked my interest to, to peak, to understand why people change. Right. And something that resonated with me was that like the caregivers, the support system, my mom, my brother, my sister, everyone changed because my dad changed. Um, and we don't really talk about traumatic brain injuries, but I think we're going to have to have another conversation in the future. But that for me was like, I guess really what sparked it was always holding that space for my dad. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize it till recently how that is what really propelled everything after. That was the catalyst for my passion to be so supportive, to be so compassionate, Mm -hmm. to be so um, wanting to 
advocate, so to speak. So I thought that when I read your profile and you said traumatic brain injury, I had just re- kind of realized. So for me, that was almost like, yeah, this would be a really fantastic collaboration or an episode for us to be able to communicate because that holds such a, a you know, um, deep part in my heart that I didn't really realize was really the spark that pushed all this. I think we could definitely have another collaboration on traumatic brain injuries. And similar with me, there are some lights out of all the darkness. And I guess one of that may be putting you in the position you are now to use your platform to raise awareness. But Mm -hmm. so far, you've delivered an amazing episode. And it's only about to get better because we are going to now have your take on the spotlight story. Each week, I share a mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners know, you are not alone. I want you to understand that even though someone looks like they're healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside too. And I will now share the mental health related write up on another rock star female advocate and actress, Sarah Silverman. Of late, she's been getting involved with comedy. Many people have seen that. And even someone who is laughing may be battling mental health disparities. I'd like to include some quotes I found that she told Glamour. And I think they may resonate with a few of you listening on. Quote, People use panic attack very casually out here in Los Angeles, but I don't think most of them really know what it is. Every breath is labored. You are dying. You're going to die. It's terrifying. And then when the attack is over, the depression is still there. I wouldn't wish depression on anyone. But if you ever experience it or are experiencing it right now, just know that on the other side, the little joys in life will be that much sweeter. The tough times, the days when you're just a ball on the floor, they'll pass. You're playing the long game and life is totally worth it. DJ, what do you take away most from those statements? Uh, that definitely resonates with me. I have I remember having a panic attack. I remember having a few panic attacks. Yep. And I remember just feeling like the room was... Woom, woom, woom. I could feel my chest closing in. I felt my body tightening up. And it was terrifying. I felt like, yeah, every breath was definitely labored. You feel like you're just shriveling up into non-existence. And it was absolutely terrifying. Um, and then, yeah, right? Everything else is still there. Like, that will <laughs> that will go away as the body releases it. But then, yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because I know, like, wait, you can't really enjoy the good things, right? Mm. The good moments without the bad moments. So I guess that's just a way of kind of saying the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and they always say that um, gratuity, gratitude, mm-hmm. practicing gratitude. Uh, so I think that maybe touches on that. Just, you know, everyone trying to at least be grateful for what they have so they can keep moving forward despite everything else, all the mayhem and the chaos inside our heads, you know, finding an those amazing analysis. Yes. You have to remember that not every day can be great. If you're more of a realist in that respect, you have to know that mm-hmm. when it's a dark day, just means the sun coming out tomorrow. But DJ, I got to thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your show. I loved how you talked about your personal experiences, obviously, and also gave that professional perspective. And at the end, you really talked about finding your why and promoting doing something you're passionate about. As a finance major, I left the corporate life with a lot more money than doing this in the beginning. But I know if I do something I'm happy about, I like doing, I'm passionate, the money will follow. So please, I know firsthand your mental health does improve when you do things that you enjoy. But it is now time for the last word, DJ. 
And I also do this on my other show, That Entrepreneur Show, too, because I want the listeners on both my platforms to have the opportunity to get to know my guests. What do you want to leave off at? Oh, well, if anyone wants to contact me, feel free to reach out. I'm on LinkedIn, DJ Durante. Uh, Silver Fox Talks is usually my handle. Anyone can find me at, uh, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not I'm not a huge social media person. LinkedIn's my preferred platform and live streaming's really my jam. That actually has a lot to do with the anxiety component of it. Um, so I love to do the live stream on Mondays. I have YouTube. I would love anyone that can go and subscribe and support my YouTube channel because that's really where all the shows stay. And that's really where I would like to continue to grow as I um, move forward in this journey, right? As we continue our advocacy journey and our awareness journey and our acceptance, getting people to accept all these amazing, positive um, parts of ourselves and not the not so great parts. That's okay too, right? All parts. So again, that's important. But yeah, Silver Fox Talks is pretty much the easiest way to find me. Google it. Everyone be sure to check her out on LinkedIn. That's how we connected or any of those handles, whichever you prefer to use. And also the show is on whichever platform you prefer to use. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at A Mental Health Break. And on Twitter, we're at Podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from all of my shows. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is VincentALancey.com. If you check out any of my books, DM me or email me. I want to hear what you think. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm is Changed, all are on my website or Amazon now. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please continue listening and rate a mental health break five stars. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all next week on a mental health break. Mm-hmm.